Sometimes in life, a man finds himself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and drown out the dust and dirt of a beaten down soul. The grasses bulge with green and the trees boast a towering shadow. And then, those same skies slam the door in your face and send the sun to laugh at you and the parched burrow you rode in on. You are on the wrong side of the line. Life never stays on one side of that line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the dry line. The dry line. The dry line. Dryline Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Carlson, and we want to extend our thanks for sticking with us after the first 20 minutes of that groundbreaking, just mind-blowing podcast we had on that premiere episode. It was great. and It was wonderful. We even came back. Now, we've been offered about two and a half weeks due to corn harvest. It was wonderful, and it was just memorable. Now we get two weeks off before cotton starts up, so... We're going to pop out a couple of these before we have to get back in the field. Hey, let's before we go any further, let's get to that Twitter handle and follow us at Trader Brent. That's at Trader Brent. You can't miss it. There's no special symbols, no underscores, no numerical consonants. That's not a thing, but I did just make it up. Nonetheless, we want to welcome you to the content we have on this podcast episode. Let me tell you what we're going to be looking at today. I'm looking at my podcast episode number two schedule. We've already done the intro. Right now we're in the opening. We're going to hear from our good buddy Radar Ricardo. And there's something a little off the beaten path. Tattoos. I know you probably got one. I don't. But that's okay. I don't mind that you have one. I just hope you don't look like one of those MS-13 guys. That's all they look. I mean, they don't look like a person. They look like... a You know, a ballpoint pen leaked out all over some clothes and they're walking around. But we're going to get into that later. Always, always we're going to include our Ag Twitter segment. We're going to have some uh, usual suspects reemerge in this segment. So hold on tight. It's going to be a tight 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes. My math sucks and so does my time management. So here we go. Now before we go any further, we're going to get into that weather. He's our chief hombre, our weatherman. You know him, Ricky. We call him Radar Ricardo De La Serio. Ricky, what do you got for us? Hey, Brent, thank you. Hey, thank you for having us on after last week. It was a jibaco. Hey, no, I didn't know it was going to feature rain or snow. Two days in the summertime? Hey, Pato, check it out. We got this one. Check out the weekend. Friday, 86, low of 58. Saturday, 82, 62 and a low. Uh-oh, Sunday. It's going to be a cold one. Highs in the 40s. So get your fun on Friday and Saturday. It won't be no Sunday fun day. You can kiss your pinche culo goodbye. And stay in the house. And watch the game. Hey, as always, your weekend weather. Brought to you by Death Row Incorporated. This week's featured product, Death Row Cervical Pillows. Hey, let's be honest. Your neck hurts now. <laughs> Wait till next week. It's going to feel a lot worse. Hey, Brent, this is Radar Ricardo. Del Asadio. 
back to you. Hey, thanks, Rick. We really appreciate that. We always really get a kick out of his forecast. He's just a good old weather guy. Hey, next segment. Not really ag, agriculture farming segment. Well, I think it's going to be something you're going to enjoy. That's right. You've probably already predicted it. Tattoos, tattooing, and the people that tattoo themselves. Now, let me get right off the bat here and tell you why I don't have a problem with tattoos. People that tattoo themselves, or the tattoo culture in general. It's the same reason I don't have a problem with America. Because it's a free freaking country, and you can pretty much do whatever you want as long as it doesn't doesn't infringe on someone else's rights. I learned that in history class. Tattoos are a wonderful avenue of self-expression, to an extent. They are a great way to individualize yourself, to an extent. They are absolutely a perfect path to telling everyone else in the world to GFY. We're keeping it PG here. And you can tell them to do that to an unlimited extent. Does that make sense? Well, let me put it this way. You can tattoo your way to telling the entire planet to F off without limitations. That's what I mean. But now don't be all shocked and bothered when the whole world returns the favor. Now, before we go any further, we're going to provide you a little disclaimer that will be presented throughout this entire segment, which will disavow anyone who might think that I think that I'm better than anybody with a tattoo because I really don't well I probably do feel I'm better than a few of them just not all of them so when you hear this just know I'm cool with most all of you okay cue it Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo okay got it we cool if we're not cool well then that's your problem and Just to let you know, I really hate that phrase. Not my problem, that's your problem. But in this instance, it's so applicable and relevant, I'm going to use it. Now, but before we get into the current pop culture tattoos, let me give you a little background information on the entire world of tattooing. Let's go back in time for a minute and just look into how tattoos came to be. Now, as you would imagine, tattoos go back long before the stylings of those Rembrandts of L.A. or Miami Inc. As a matter of fact, they go back into the worlds of ancient Egypt, Polynesia, and the tribes of South America. Those big spring breakers, those Aztecs and Incas. Now, how do we know all this? One word. Mummies. Now, to show you that I'm not just pulling this straight out of you nowhere... Let me cite the world-renowned Smithsonian.com website. I'll even give you the author's name. It's old Caitlin Berry. Lineberry? Who knows? She's a good old cat. Now she writes, Mummies from 2000 BC Egypt have been found with tattoos located on their face, arms, thighs, and fingers. You don't want to know what they said? We ate the worm. Nile River, Spring Break, negative 2015. Now what else does this tell us? Your tattoo is going to stay with you long after you're shriveled up and gone. Well, if you're mummified, of course. So if you really want to get your money's worth out of that tat, 
skip the cremation chamber and go straight to your Walmart and buy out the triple ply TP and have your friends, your buddies, wrap you up like the eternal blunts you truly are. Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo. Well, not all of that is from old Kate Lineberry, but the first sentence is. Now, as most of us know, most spring break tats are usually painted onto our female friends in life. Mrs. Lineberry goes on, because this seemed to be an exclusively female practice in ancient Egypt, mummies found with tattoos were usually dismissed by the male excavators, who seemed to assume the women were of, quote, dubious status, described in some of the cases as dancing girls. Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo. Hmm, wonder what, quote, dancing girls means. I'll give you a second. Okay, that yeah, it is strippers. Okay, other than the articles found, other articles that they found with these mummies were, as it so happens, clear, tall sandals smattered with glossy glitter, a rabbit foot keyring belonging to a later model riverboat, and a pack of Marlboro Red 100s. <laughs> Some things never change. Now, as we move across the globe and into the South American tribes of the Nazca culture. One stunning female figurine was found to have a large tattoo right around her lower torso, stretching across her abdomen and extending down to her, um, uh, business, presumably alluding to the regions associated with birth, and thereby giving genesis to the first ever, you guessed it, tramp stamp. Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo. Now what does all of this tell us? Other than the fact that the South American tribes loved a good motorboating just as much as a lonesome pharaoh, it's that tattoos serve as a universal language. They speak to all of us. Now, as much as you would like to think that your special piece of ink is the most original piece of fine art ever devised, let me quote the great book Ecclesiastes. It ain't nothing new under the sun, son. Now, that's not to say that you're not new or original because there never has been a you before, and there will never be another you again. And that's how it's supposed to be. Only one you, okay? And that goes for bad tattoos as well. When I see a bad tattoo walking around, I can't help but hope that that tattoo is original, and there's not another human being walking around with a tattoo that says, stars aren't really hot, and stars is, of course, misspelled. Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo. Now I know there are maybe millions of tattoos from memorializing a lost loved one or even a dearly departed dog or cat. I get that. It'll read, rest in peace, I'll be seeing you. Loved you, Muffy. That's sweet. That's great. But most of those aren't on the forehead, the neck, or your eyelids. Now don't get me wrong, I love our dog. He's great, but I probably still won't be memorializing. Memorializing? We won't remember him when his time comes with the tat. You my dog, etched across my chest. Now, I've talked a little bit about content of tattoos, but let's get into the topic of tattoo positioning. Now, I wish I could remember why I read this tweet, because I would love to give the credit to whoever came up with this perfectly worded piece of information. It stated, 
Getting a tattoo around your neck is telling the world to never take you serious again for the rest of your life. Brent doesn't have a problem with you or your tattoo. You could have John 3.16 or even our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ inked around your Adam's apple. You're still telling the world that your forward thinking abilities are limited to five minutes. Just think before you ink. Whoa, hey, I think we've got a public service announcement coming up because I like that. Think before you ink. That's a life lesson right there, people. You could even ink that around your neck and it might be socially acceptable. Well, probably not, but you could carry the greatest statement of irony written across your throat. And knowingly, you're the only one doing it. So think before you ink. Now, if anyone tries to call me today, I'll probably be at the trademark office registering Think Before You Ink. Because that's a message that's going to last for a lifetime. We talked about that public service announcement. Let's get into it. Here you go. Do you feel like you need to express yourself in a way to make other people feel what you feel? Is it your pain? Is it your depression? Is it your memories of love's past? You want to put that into some ink and forcibly insert that ink under your epidermis for all the world to see. That's right. Tattoos. Because no one understands you. Not really. Show them that barbed wire around your bicep or that spider web on your elbow. That'll make them understand. Did you lose that loved one or a favorite pet? How about a teardrop, maybe two, below that left eye? Well, you can, but what about that person you meet on the street? Why do you think they're grabbing their purse tighter? Why do you think they're checking for their wallet? You think they're looking for their friend over their shoulder? No, they're looking at you because they're scared. So we here at the Dryline Farmer Podcast would like to give you this piece of advice and it is to think before you ink sure your expression may be original sensitive and kind but to the rest of the world you look like somebody doing 5 to 15 for a class A so next time you go to that parlor and they ask you what you want Just remember to think before you ink. As much as we'd uh, like to go into our next part of our tattoo segment, we've ran out of time and we've got to move on to other things. So believe it or not, we've got enough material to do a part two. A part two. So tune in next week. We'll tell you what your tattoo's going to look like in 20, hell, 40 years if you make it that far. Because it's time to move on to some more Dryland Farmer Podcast. And what part of the Dryland Farmer Podcast? It's our favorite part of the Dryland Farmer Podcast. It's Ag Twitter. Here we go. It's time. Once again for another installment to pull out our broken tipped pocket knives and file them down on the cheap low rent knife sharpener that we received at our last co-op annual meeting. We call that sharpener Ag Twitter. That's right, 
Ag Twitter, where this podcast strives to wade chest deep into the petty and insignificant parts of the Ag Twitter universe. Nothing remarkable or intelligent will be yielded from this commentary that this podcast will provide when slicing into our Ag Twitter co-conspirators. Why, you ask? Do we dare scour this uncharted field of scary plow hands and their overworked oxen? Why, indeed. Well, it's because it's why we exist. We, the tribes of Ag Twitter, lob sarcastic arrows and self-esteem and ego-piercing spears at each other in order to keep this unstable lot of indigenous farmers sane. In other words, we survive this life by hurling obscene metaphorical insults at people that we've never met in 140 characters or less. This podcast just chooses to put it in an audible format for your consumption. So get in the truck, because this podcast is about to carve out a trail as we travel into the weeds of Ag Twitter. This week's condemned include two well-known chieftains of the Ag Twitter reservation. The first is already a returning character. She's two for two, knocking it out of the park. We still can't pronounce her name, though. But you all know her, so that's why we're just going to stick with D. Hales. All you really need to know is the Twitter handle she has, at HalesBells82. I guess at HalesBells1-81 through were too popular. As we mentioned in our first episode, we met D. on her Dirt Road Tour, Tour Stop, along with the shark, Rob Sharkey, and were quite impressed with her overall personality and general humanness. Also in attendance was another Ag Twitter chief, Jared McDaniel, and his charming wife, who we would all later find out that her name was not actually the wife. It's Julie. Now you can find her at at victory underscore shriek. We believe Jared to be the only Twitterer er, 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 who not only has his full name for the unwashed public to see, but also has the Twitter handle at Jared McDaniel that matches his Christian given name exactly. And he does this all without the blue check mark. He must have gotten beaten to the cherished at Big Dog Jared Twitter handle that we all know he was hunting down. Now as usually was the case, there was no farming being discussed in this Ag Twitter tirade, but only an unapologetic thread of terrifying comments relating to their morning ritual of delivering their offspring to their respective destinations of education. There was not a hint of loving, caring, inspiring, or hell, even motivating acts of kindness towards those children that would make this podcaster think that these parents wanted nothing more than a quick exit from a moving vehicle so as to not make a wave in their morning coffee. This podcaster immediately went to a scene where three somewhat properly dressed elementary children all have a hand tightly gripping on to their own respective door handle just waiting for the go-ahead order of NOW! Each child just hoping that they catch the curb quote, just right this time. Now I offered the question to my fellow tweets, do you even like your kids? And the near simultaneous response from D was, and I quote, I like them all day and all night, all year. But the 30 seconds before, And we're at the front of the line. It's all business. This podcaster was perplexed. I didn't know if I was dealing with the mother or the screaming drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. I was then asked by Mr. McDaniel if I was, again, I'm quoting, one of those slow line people 
as if I was the pilot of that so-called demonized short bus everyone's been talking about. I was so insulted to the point where I had an out-of-body experience where I looked down not to see myself, but a sluggish, self-unaware fool who was keeping the entire world from spinning. This is where I also pointed out that there were no lines at the school where our children are carefully and methodically deposited. Well, small line anyway. And for some lucky reason, the line is always behind me. Always. <laughs> Sounds like I'm the one who's doing it the right way, being that not only am I delivering my children in a dignified and loving way, but I'm always the first one in line to do it. Now only if these derelict parents following in behind me would just stop honking and screaming obscenities I can't understand, it would be all the more peaceful. Now as I understand it, Mr. McDaniel is an Oki, albeit just barely, and D is, in Texas terms anyway, a Yankee. So maybe it all boils down to that. Just a geographical difference of opinion. They're from the North, and I'm from Texas. Whatever the case may be, I was right. So tune in next week, because apparently a person can start a war without firing a shot. Well, a Twitter war anyways. I don't even really know how that saying goes, to be honest with you. I mean, this war didn't get into the trending column or anything, but it did put a smile on this grizzled face. Nonetheless, I got accused of being a, quote, mansplainer. Oh, baby, I really hate that word. I really hate it. Oh, uh, yeah, let's just put two words together, call it a new word, and think we're all smart. Did you know what I hear? That's what I hear. Clucking. At least that's what it sounds like to me. When you... Hey, before I lose any more audience, we're going to put this episode number two of the Dryline Farmer podcast in the books. No doubt you were entertained, maybe even educated, or at the very least, you we made you hate us. Hey, cut, tune in next week. We're going to get to that second segment of tattoos. You're going to love it. You're going to want more of it. I'm going to even mansplain it to you. Hey, from all of us here at the Dryland Farmer Podcast, which is me, so I guess from me, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. And in the meantime, ask yourself, what side of the line are you on? The Dryland Farmer Podcast brought to you by Death Row Incorporated. Also by Insert Sponsor Name Here. Promotional considerations also brought to you by a 99 cent app Brent found on his iTunes.